0: Live from Studio B in Athens, Ohio, you're listening to Sportsbeat on WUB 1340
1: AM with Dariah Sefna, Ethan Sargent, the one and only Caleb McCluskey, Shane Scalfaro,
0: hosted by me, Alex McCalick. We want to welcome Ethan Sargent to Sportsbeat. Uh, this evening, we wanted him here. We've got a great show for you guys, a World Cup preview In my opinion, and my guess Ethan's, the greatest sporting event on earth. Yeah, it's up there. Coming up in a couple days. But first of all, we have a very special announcement for the audience this week. Sportsbeat finally, finally has a social media account. We just created our Instagram, and we're going to be posting a lot of cool content, behind-the-scenes stuff, heated discussions, cool graphics, charts, behind-the-scenes, all that. It's on Instagram at W O U B make sure to give that a follow, but you guys know how we do it. Let's get right into it. We love discussing Ohio university sports team and they went three and two over the past week, starting out with volleyball, an absolute huge, huge win over the past weekend against ball state split the series. one and one ball state. I know Darius, you talked about it last week. They were on a 13 game winning streak. Hadn't dropped a set in four games. Crazy numbers. Uh, did you say you were at that game, right, Dres?
2: Uh I was at the game earlier that day, the men's uh, basketball home opener. Men's but, basketball. Yeah, I did see these these stats, especially for um, the Bobcats taking the first game. I thought that was really important, taking it and how about three sets to one too. So this wasn't one where they know they needed to go the extra mile. They handled their business in um, in four sets, and I think that's a really good sign, especially towards the end of the season when you're taking care of business. In an efficient way against these really quality these quality teams.
0: Right now, Ohio Volleyball currently sits at third in the MAC with a game at home against Kent State on Wednesday. They control their own destiny right now. Uh, a loss gives either Central Michigan or Toledo a chance to get in third. They're uh, one game behind uh, in their record. Darius. Ethan, I don't know if you've been following the volleyball team. How do we think about this team going forward? What are you guys seeing? The players that are standing out. Obviously, you got
3: Caitlin O'Farrell, you got Olivia Margolis. What do you guys think? So, actually, I, I guess I could talk about this a little bit because I'll be on the call tomorrow for um, the game versus Kent State, the uh, closing match for the Bobcats. And they've looked really good this year. It's been really impressive, a, a senior led team. Um, with a couple of those ladies that you mentioned really leading from the front and just dominating in all facets. And well, the, the the thing that I think about the most is that a lot of those teams like Bowling Green and Ball State have just had this kind of monopoly over the top of the MAC in terms of volleyball for years and years. And for the first time that I can remember, at least, or at least in my time here, um, we've really seen Ohio challenge them. They, of course, split in the series in the convo with Ball State this past weekend, and they're right there in... Their goal will be obviously to just keep going as far as they can in that tournament that's coming up, and you know we'll see. They'll they'll kind of see what happens next week. Uh, it starts the tournament starts on Monday the twenty first, and they'll just kind of see how far they can go. And they know with that win over Ball State, who's such a good, um, sound program that they can hang they can hang with anybody.
0: They definitely can. Going to be a huge one on Wednesday in terms of seedings. But now let's kick it to another women's sport: women's basketball. Not so positive on them so far this season, unfortunately. Ohio falls yet again, 0-2 to start the season. And automatically, right here on the script, guys, I've got the team's shooting woes haunt them again. Absolutely atrocious shooting numbers. 18.2% from three in the loss against Longwood and 39.7 from the field. And things aren't getting any better. They play Ohio State ranked team on Thursday. I mean, this team is hurting bad. It's Long Island and Longwood. These aren't MAC schools. These are schools below their talent and recruiting level. What are our thoughts on this team? I mean, I know we knew we were gonna, there were going to be some struggles, but guys, come on. What's going on? Here's
2: oh. – oh, go oh, ahead. Bryce, you're good. You're good. You're good. Right, I'm just going to say let's not panic right now. I know these numbers do not look great, but we're only two games in. And I know we play Ohio State on Thursday – I think this team has a lot of young talent. I had the chance to go to the game, the o- home opener, against, the, that was Long Island, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I saw some some strong talent. I think Jaya McClure is a really good point guard. Um, I think she's got some really good ball handling skills. I think she's got a bright future. I think Yaya Felder has to understand that she cannot be the primary ball handler on this team. I think we've seen her struggle a lot. Like, she just can't find the shot. She's a great shooter, but I don't think... She's the best shot creator, if that makes sense. I think she's really more of like a 3-and-D type player, possibly. Um, Caitlin Kroll, I think also a redshirt senior, is going to be a really big bright spot for this team, going to step up as a leader. So is it time to panic? With If you just saw these numbers to start the season, no. But if we're 10 games in and this continues, then we, we definitely have, have some issues. But I, I still think there are a lot of stepping stones this team can take,
3: so I'm not entirely concerned right now.
0: Ethan, I saw you disagreeing there. What's your thoughts?
3: Oh oh I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Uh, this team's not good. I'll just I'll just come out and say it. Like you can't be losing your first two games to Long Island. Hey, shout out Long Island though, it's where I'm from. So shout out uh, shout out the Sharks. He's a Knicks fan, by the way. Yeah, it by by proxy. Um yeah, so that's part of it. But so you lose to Long Island, and then you lose – it was a heartbreaker to Longwood. We were actually watching it up in the, uh, the Gridiron Glory studio during, uh, during our run-through on Thursday. Um, just struggles all over the court, as we've mentioned. The shooting is not good. The rebounding has been a struggle, especially in that Longwood game. And they just – this Ohio State team just beat Tennessee, um, are now ranked eighth in the country, could get ugly at the convo yeah
0: it it really might very well might be uh, (laughs) in store for a bloodbath guys let's talk about the men's team a little bit more promising first win of the season for ohio they defeated cleveland state 81 to 70 uh i know we talked about last week absolutely gut-wrenching loss to belmont buzzer beater made sports center made top 10 and all that but in ohio's win uh for cleveland state old dominion transfer jalen hunter absolutely tore it up He has been looking very, very promising in these first couple games. Darius, you said that was the game you went to. What were your thoughts just from a viewing perspective?
2: Yeah, uh, I think Jalen Hunter was the the guy who stood out. And uh, just running a camera for the ESPN3 production and being right there courtside, uh, watching Dwight Wilson play, um, I'm, I'm just from what I saw in the moment. My, Dwight Wilson didn't have the most effective game. He was one for seven from the field. Um, he only had three free throw attempts um, in this game against Cleveland State, and he did have 14 rebounds. So you know, Dwight Wilson doing Dwight Wil- Wilson things in that category, but this, he was not the man of the match in this one. You know, I really have to give it to Jalen Hunter. He hit some critical shots, and you know, in a game where Ben Roderick you know, had a two-for-two uh, uh, two from the field, just really couldn't get it going. I think this is really a game where the the guards stepped up, and I think we saw that, in particular with Jalen Hunter. And uh, how about Devon Baker? He's been getting some minutes, 31 minutes this past Saturday. I like this young core of the Bobcats, especially when it comes to the guard position. And that shows me that, hey, Dwight Wilson doesn't have to be Dikembe Mutombo every night for you guys to, to win. So I definitely... Um, saw some positives in this one and uh, Jalen Hunter really the standout player in that one, in the game against Cleveland State Caleb yeah and I'm going to kind of add on to Darius's
1: points here but the thing that I'm noticing is that for both of our basketball teams we're actually a low three point shooting team I know Alex me and Darius talked about this last week how we have to get up more threes in order to stay in the game I don't know how good or bad it's going to be for the end of season but for the men's team, they only shot twenty-two threes, and I know the women's team shot twenty in the last one.
0: They so shot they shot twenty-two, but twelve for twenty-two. They made 12. I will give them that. That's an 12. insanely high number.
1: They made twelve. However, I don't know exactly if that's going to help them or burn them throughout the course of the season. But they're making they made twenty-six fifty from the field. That's over fifty percent, so that's good for them. And then twelve twenty-two. I am not doing that math right now, but. Yeah, it's just I don't know if the coaches are just telling them not to shoot as many threes just because threes can really hurt you if you don't make them. But you kind of need to shoot, especially in this day and age. And we've seen that across many professional leagues overseas. There is a new day and age of basketball. The
0: games, the games, the game's um, for sure changing. Uh, Ethan, let's pick your uh, pick your mind on this one. Big big game, Michigan. This Sunday, obviously, Ohio's going to go in as underdogs, but we've got Dwight Wilson, 250-pound, absolute beast in the paint. They've got Hunter Dickinson, one of the best players in college basketball over the past couple years. Is there a shot, at least in the paint, at the boards? Do d- Does Dwight Wilson somewhat slow down Hunter Dickinson on Sunday?
3: I mean, sure. I, l- l- let's mess around with it. I I don't, I think that this team is, I really like a lot of the young pieces that are around. We still haven't seen A.J. Brown play yet, and I'm really excited to see him on the convo floor, one of the best recruits that Jeff Bowles has pulled in to Athens in his time here. Um, I don't know if we'll see him for this Michigan game, but uh, like you said, Dwight Wilson is probably going to be the key to that game because of how talented Hunter Dickinson is. I imagine he'll be playing in the NBA at some point. Uh, He is very very good at what he does and Wilson's going to be in a battle in the paint all night long for boards for shots and Ohio does not even come close in this game if they don't at the very least slow him down because I don't think you can stop Hunter Dickinson Mm -mm. it's just about limiting him to the best of your ability and then they're going to have to they're going to have to hit the three ball they're going to have to be more efficient shooting from range um we saw it in the Eastern Michigan game uh where Imani Bates looked like you know the the, you, Bates, the best, yeah. the best recruit since LeBron James, yeah. Imani Bates, instead yeah. of the guy that uh, was putting up like nine points per game at Memphis. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's an interesting game, I think for sure. I, I do imagine at some point that Ohio will run out of gas. It reminds me of the Kentucky game last uh, yeah, year where yeah. Ohio were pl- hung with Kentucky for t- uh, a half plus. They were right in that game ten for minute mark, with long stretches. Yeah. yeah, I was down. I was at that game at Rupp Arena, and I remember they were, I was like, they're hanging around. This, this is a game. And then at one point I just remember Jason Carter going up, missing a dunk. Um, I, I think it was uh, Washington took it down the other side of the floor, um, banged in a three, and then that was kind of that in terms of just all the momentum. Kentucky goes on like a 12-0 run, and that's the game. So I feel like it, it might be something like that where they feel like they can hang around for a half, maybe more, and then they'll just run out of gas. But hopefully um, they can hang around, keep it close, and then go on a run late, try and you know sneak one, as they say.
0: And before Sunday's game, um, let's talk about the other big-name player they're going to be facing, uh, Antoine Davis. Uh, third in scoring in the entire nation uh, 2021, uh, 24 points per game, University of Detroit Mercy. They will be taking on them tomorrow night at 7 p.m. in Detroit, Michigan. And, again, we talked about you have Hunter Dickinson or Antoine Davis and then Hunter Dickinson, two big-name college basketball players over the past couple years. Going to be very interesting to see how this Ohio Bobcats team holds up. But let's turn to the most best, best, most, whatever you want to call it, sport Ohio has going for them right now. And to the right of me, Darius is looking at me. We have two, not? we have two perennial Ohio football haters. So let's just, what's the well, what's the I'm, what's the problem this week? I'm interested Nancy, in Nancy, no. ladies and gentlemen, Listen. what's the problem this week? Please <laughs> be Nancy we sure, we and beat? Nancy, negative Nancy, <laughs> negative Nancy. Oh. What's the problem this week? What's the problem this week? Oh. I'm not
1: saying there's a problem. I'm ready to I'm hear saying, this. I'm saying it's a like day at a time, game at a time. Excuse me. Please. Let's hear it. And Jane sent you weren't here last week i had to take a whole lot of heat you're right
2: you're right you
4: did but you've changed your minds now i want to hear the gripes listen is never we have never no listen word
1: is not (laughs) ethan i don't think let me
3: hear the gripes i want i want to hear the gripes i'm very
1: interested these two trigger happies over here have been eating at this ohio win streak for weeks okay and I don't remember exactly what their predictions were for the season, but they're being realistic in some ways about the future. However, me and Shane are keeping (laughs) it a game per week. Yeah. If they win, nice, cool, great. However, we have to be realistic that they could possibly knock on wood, lose. They have won six in a row. Okay, yeah. but, okay. They, okay <laughs> but they're... Okay, but but they you're,
2: have. You, so, you're, so you just don't want to make a prediction because it's a game-by-game basis. <laughs> yes. but, so basically, you are not confident enough to, in saying want, that they are, are going to be hard. successful. I we are here to point to out, who,
4: we want them want to them win, win, but we're also being realistic about this team and the struggles they're having in some areas. Yes, but I like they've that.
0: won... Fine yes, that. you're right, but they've won five in a row, six of their last seven. They are a... Win and Bowling Green a loss away from their first title since 2016, and going to Detroit to play Toledo. I don't. I don't see anything
4: else grievances. Listen. What else is there? Here's to what about? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna start with some praise. First of all, Curtis Rourke, good game. three uh 362 three touchdowns. Bangura 145. That's Doss. new. It was the quietest Doss. 145 that I've ever seen. True, yeah. <laughs> but that's new. And I am. What is one of the things that we have that? Caleb and I have said, you got to get a run game going. And they are finally doing that. You want to know what my grievance is with this team? So, Art, we've said a lot about the defense. Mm -hmm. They've been playing better. Better. But. And, yes, you had multiple people with a sack. You still have no turnovers. Turn the ball over.
0: (laughs) At at least in my opinion, I'll. I'll just say, I don't think I think it, there are bigger
3: problems on the defense. Than I think,
0: I think this, yes, yes, that, but also the defense last four games 14 17, 24 21. That is phenomenal.
4: Hey, I said, I gave them praise. I said they've been better, but also oh, it, when you go to play a team, so you, we that was against Miami, you're playing Ball State, five and five, they're not a terrible team.
0: Absolute monster of a running back. They do have a,
4: got a pet, fantastic. Got a yeah, they have, <laughs> they have a fantastic running back. And then you have BG, and we can sit and say, "Oh well, it's at home. We're not worried." BG still upset. Marshall, a team that is better than them, by all means, you're gonna have to at some point. This defense is going to have to step up and make a play, more than just getting a sack that we can all celebrate till the year's end. You have got to step up and make a play because you can't sit as good as Curtis Rourke may or may not be. You need to not rely on him for literally everything because either A you're going to get him hurt. C Sh-
2: I A mean, B you're just ran lose game. for
4: 145 yards though. I yes, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but you're still asking Curtis Rourke to throw 35 times a game. Which uh, Well, y- yeah, but you You can also- bring that number down a little bit.
2: I don't know. I mean, I think 35 is yeah, you can bring it down, but it's not like thirty-five is gonna. It's definitely your down arm. from where it was at the beginning of oh, the season. Yeah.
4: when it was like forties and fifties. The yeah. way, way better. The than than Fordham it was. game never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, this o- so this offense is moving. We cannot disagree with that statement. This offense is moving, and finally they're getting a run game going. It's about time. But this defense has got to learn to step up and make a play. So, I'll counter that with saying that Miami was
3: 0-2 on fourth down in that game. Playmate. And they were also 1-7 for 7 on third down. So, I think that the defense is starting to make plays. That, that, that I, I think that the defense – the biggest problem on that defense is the pass defense. They have struggled to contain guys. Yes. Matt Kippenhammer had himself a game last week. Mm-hmm. They've got a really good passing offense, you know. Um They got the the quarterback, Brett Gabbert, who's very talented, hip and hammers, a guy that I could see playing on Sundays 100%. He's got the physical frame to do it. Um... And they struggled at times to contain them, but I think when it mattered, especially late in that game when they were up, like Miami just wouldn't go away. Like they would – Ohio would go score, and then Miami would go on this long drive and get one back, and they were just – it was always like a 10-point lead. But it always – it never felt like, especially when it's against Miami, it's a battle of the bricks. It never really felt like it was totally in Ohio's hands. And then two things happened. One, like you said, they established the run game. Bangura had that huge run to pretty much ice the game. And the defense got two fourth-down stops late in the game to – Ice it. Like, and they weren't like fourth downs, like deep in their own territory, deep in my, uh, Ohio territory or anything like that. But they made the plays. They got, the t- the, the, I mean, they don't technically count as turnovers, but they're turnovers in my eyes. And I think that um, that's what the defense has been doing a lot better. I've seen the leadership, especially from guys like Key Thompson, Kai Caesar, senior leaders that have been stepping up, um, making plays. Both of those guys, I've noticed, have been. Like, not just, you know, talking off the field and being leaders, but they're making their plays on the field. They're leading by example. And a lot of – and the secondary, yeah, it's banged up. They've had guys talk to Tim Alvin after yeah. that game. They had a guy who tried to play through the flu and was, like, throwing up in the first half. In,
0: like, the, uh, in the Buffalo game, Tim Alvin in the press conference said that well, – I forget who it was, but some Ohio defensive back committed a personal foul penalty, and Tim Alvin said he wanted to take him out. But they literally had no other defensive backs yeah, available. Yeah, they had nobody else. So he's like, "Oh well, I guess I'll just talk to him later." And he left them in because they literally had no other yeah. options. at defensive thin. back.
3: They're real thin. And then the the targeting penalty in that first half, losing um, Alvin Floyd, another mm-hmm. senior, another leader on this football team, is is tough, right? He's that that safety duo of him of him and Drake are the leaders of that secondary. I really feel like. So, to have that, you know, to have the defense step up and make the plays, in a, a you know, Miami's been such a bogey team as well. For this football team, you think back to twenty nineteen; uh, they had everything. They had Rourke, mm-hmm. uh, the other Rourke, I should say. They had Solich. Um, they had probably the most complete Ohio football team in the last. Tuggle. Yeah, they had toggle. They mm-hmm. had a lot of talent, and they couldn't get it done against Miami, and that's why they didn't win the MAC East that year. And Miami went on to win the MAC. Uh,
0: let's 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 pose a question here. This one's going to be interesting. Might get some heated reaction. Could this Ohio Bobcats team on their best day, let's not say they're playing out of this world, but on a very good day, could they go back at Iowa State and win? No.
3: No, but they could hang a little bit longer. Yeah, I
2: think so as as well, yeah.
3: Like, look, if they do end up winning the MAC, if they win a couple games and then win the MAC, they're gonna get a good team in a bowl game. They're gonna be. I think they, it's Power Five. Yeah, they're gonna be nine and th- if they let's say they do win their next two and win the MAC, they're seven and three. They'd be ten and three with a MAC title. They're getting a real good bowl. Yeah. Like they're gonna be like on a primetime, like yeah. nationally televised bowl game, like not like the Bahamas or Barstool Bowl or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So like they'll get a good game. They're gonna be yeah they're gonna get they're gonna get challenged. And look, and I mean the, Curtis has developed I think so much in two months. Like it's the guy that was playing at Iowa State and Penn State is not the same guy we're seeing tear up the MAC right now. And the development is clear. Something
0: on that, yeah. Something on that. Um, at the Fordham game, and. At the Fordham game, we saw NFL NFL scouts, and at the Buffalo game, Aiden Crowley saw two different NFL team scouts on the field. So that's something of note, which is really cool to watch. But this Ohio team, we'll talk about it when they beat that Power Five team in their bowl game next semester on (laughs) SportsBeat. We'll talk to you guys about that next semester. They'll find
2: some. They'll find some way to to (laughs) to, uh, negate. Ohio's win.
3: We'll I'm sure. see. They'll find it some. If they way. finish ten and three with a bowl game. I think I'd just clock out on Ohio football. I don't. Th- I'd be like, they're not. They're <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, I'd be like, we're that. done. We're gonna talk yeah. about ten and three, and that's <laughs> All it. All right now, the, the the playoffs, the next step. They'll yeah. be like, hey, With go, the expansion, who the knows? expansion of the playoffs. Top, that's top what's group next. of five team. Bring bring Rourke back. Bring everybody <laughs> back. God and then no. Just run it back.
0: <laughs> I love it. Here's the big one, gentlemen. World Cup preview. I'm so excited. Dry's so excited. I know Ethan's excited. Shane, Caleb, you guys got to be a little bit excited. I know you guys aren't the biggest soccer guys, but come on. It's the World Cup.
4: Very Everybody
0: convenient. watches a couple games here and there. I like and to there. my
1: shins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. And so what we're going to do to preview this World Cup is we're just going to kind of go around uh, opinions on each group and kind of go through the World Cup as a whole and talk about teams, players, uh, fluke games, uh, upsets, and stuff like that but for the listeners uh world cup these 32 teams attempted to qualify they did 200 teams attempted these 32 did there's the group stage you're placed into eight groups of four teams and each group consists of a one seed and there's the two seed three seed four seed each group plays a round robin tournament guaranteeing every team plays at least three matches three points for a win one for a draw none for a loss top two teams from the group advance to the second stage a.k.a. knockout round. From there, single elimination, teams play each other, no draws, extra time, penalty kicks, round of 16, 8, 4, World Cup final. That is how it works. So let's get started. Group A, gentlemen, we got Ecuador-Qatar. That is the opening game uh, Sunday at 11 a.m. Ecuador-Qatar, Netherlands, and Senegal. Gentlemen to the left of me, let's hear it. I'll
2: give it to you first, Mr. Sure. Um,
3: it's an interesting group. Uh, I think that Netherlands is probably far and away the best team in the group in terms of talent. You've got uh, you've got uh, really, really well, probably you can make an argument for the, for the best center back duo at the World Cup with um, Van Dijk and De Ligt back there. Um, and then they've got they've got talent just all over the field in terms of guys up front like uh, Memphis Depay, who's kind of in the back end of his career um uh, Frankie de Jong from Barcelona as well so there's there, there's one of the more complete teams in the tournament uh, they also missed the World Cup in 2018 so you know that they're going to have that motivation uh con- especially considering that they've come so close in the two before them they were uh I believe I can't remember what they were in 2014 but they were the runner-ups in 2010 and I think they were like the third place or fourth place Something team like in 2014 that, yeah. they were right there so they know that they're right there Senegal's got talent as well they've got Koulibaly at the back Sadio Mane Going forward, I think um,
0: yeah. I was gonna say I think um, those are I mean, at my least opinion, this the two this best. group. This yeah. group is is kind of a Netherlands Senegal. That's most likely.
3: And look, don't don't knock Qatar either. Uh, Qatar is is a is a fairly good, at least in the Asian. They probably would have qualified if this World Cup. Obviously, the host qualifies in, uh, on its own. There's no. Uh, they don't have to play, so I guess for the U.S. Uh, for the 2026 World Cup, they won't have to qualify. Yeah. Um. But Qatar probably qualifies from Asia. I'll give you.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll give you my take on Qatar later. But let's move to um, probably not probably, but the group B, uh, the group that everyone, uh, who's listening to this wants to hear most about, and that is with Team USA, England, Iran, and Wales, gentlemen. The big one we got it circled on our calendars, November 25th. England-USA. Going to be extremely watch-matched all, o- all over the world. But let's talk about, I think a lot of people are for that two-seed yeah. behind England potentially. Is it Wales or USA?
2: That's the, that's the thing. Because uh, I was doing some research you know, this past week, and I've, I've seen some pundits give um, USA the nod. Some have given Wales because they, everyone thinks Gareth Bale is just going to go off at this World Cup. Which I'm not denying, but I mean, I could—I'm not going to lie, guys. I could honestly see Wales getting that second spot.
3: It's possible. I could
2: very much see Wales—because we're we're assuming England is the
0: best team in this group.
2: I was I about to
3: say that we should not be crowning England as the best team in this group, by the way. They have not been good internationally yes. so, for so, a while now.
0: Actually, yeah. So, uh, real quick, over the summer, I did a World Cup preview with Darius. And at the time, their form in international soccer was really good, and I was, like, crowning them. And then slowly over the past couple of months, you're right; they've dropped extremely.
2: But just based off this group, though, like, do even even if England is not to full form, are they gonna have trouble against Iran? I don't think so. Could they have trouble against Wales? Yeah, I'm not confident in the English defense against Gareth Bale. I mean, they and played;
3: they were in the same group in uh, Euro 2016. That was a, was a great game. That late, was a late, great game. late winner by but uh, Daniel Sturridge. I
2: think that was when England were in a rebuilding. I think yeah. England have been rebuilding from 2010 to 2022. This is, like this is now This for is England. one of their best squads. Yeah.
0: At least in my lifetime since I've been following World Cup, this in my opinion is I think one of their best squads. It was squads. A, it was
3: a marvel that England never won anything with that core of like Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes, Terry, yeah. uh Rooney. Rooney. It was unbelievable that they never won anything really with that squad. That was
2: also when Germany were like at their peak as True. well.
3: And Spain so. as well. Yeah. So,
0: let's talk about it. Real quick here. Are we giving England one and USA two? What do we guys think here? We got to move on I'm to okay Group C. I'm okay with that.
3: I, I think that I think the USA will probably give. I think the USA and Wales will probably both end up with four points. And um, then it will go
0: to another stat. Or and something. then yeah, I yeah. think that
3: in the end it might just come down to who beats Iran by more. Yeah. And
0: something something yeah. crazy like that. And let's move to Group C. We got in my opinion the goat Argentina Lionel Messi. You got Poland Mexico and Saudi Arabia. Uh, similar kind of to Group B, at least in my opinion, everyone's kind of like, yeah, Argentina's won. Who's taking it? Is it going to be Poland or Mexico? Mexico obviously performs well usually in most uh, World Cups. Uh, what do you guys think here?
2: First off, Mexico, it, it, it's hard for Mexico because it, it's the last five or six World Cups, if I'm not mistaken. They've made it to the round of 16 and have lost. They just cannot get out of the round of 16. And I think this is it for um, Robert Lewandowski, the great Polish striker. Um, You know, I know we've been talking about, oh, it's now or never for Messi. It's now or never for Ronaldo. I can argue it's also now or never for Robert Lewandowski.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I
2: I don't think we have his team. His his
0: squad's, his Portland squad isn't his. Deep as, uh, it's kind of the same thing that
3: I think we're going to end up seeing with Erling Haaland at Norway, where um, you know Norway has some talented players, like they've got Odegaard as well, but they're not they're not here, they're not in this World Cup, uh, just because they're not deep enough. And it's the same with Poland. There's like obviously you've got Lewandowski, and there's other there's other talented players. Their goalkeeper Chesney's been a perennial starter for Arsenal way back when, and now Juventus. Um, as well as they've got talent on in other spots as well. Right. So I, I think that it's going to be a struggle for them. Um, I do think that Mexico and Argentina are the right. two clear best teams. Though. I
0: think, yeah, Mexico's track record speaks for itself. Caleb?
3: Yeah, this is kind of what ESPN
1: is kind of – I'm looking at the article right now. It would be a real shock to me if this was Messi's final World Cup. I don't necessarily agree with that statement all I, too I much. kind of agree, too. Just because it's kind of like – He's it's just kind of out there, and it's kind of like there's no actual, like, hints to when he is going to, like, stop
2: playing soccer. Yeah. But
0: I mean, he is uh, three years younger than uh, his pairing, Cristiano Ronaldo, so he would be 38, which is old. Do you but
2: think this is the best team or Argentina team around him in his career? Because uh, mm, well, like, they made 24 the World Cup team. final, Yeah, I but, think. But, but, like... I think also, there's an argument.
3: I think I think there, I, there's. An there I, is think an I think
0: I think there's an argument. Yes, there is. But I I, I think personally he's going to go off. I think he's going to win the Golden Boot. That's just me. Group D: Australia, Denmark, France, Tunisia. Is France running away with this one? Are we all someone? Some I'd, I'd, I'd here? imagine so. Yeah. France running away with one. Australia or Denmark? Heard Ethan Sargent here before the show. His second team behind USA yeah. is Australia.
3: Family ties. Family ties. Um, fathers born and raised in Australia got family over there still there's a they it's, it's a decent team they they did have to beat peru to in the um in the qualification to uh to get there and it was uh, there was that uh, kind of memeable moment where the goalkeeper kind of yeah, it wasn't that a penalty shootout it was it was yeah. in a pen- it was in penalties after a 0-0 game because they were all one offs this year um I think there's a shot. I think that they, they've they got some really good young talent coming up as well. There's a kid that's playing at, um, I think, in the Dutch League right now that's um, just got his like second cap and got the call for the World Cup and is very talented. They've also got some guys. Uh, Aaron Moy is a name that some people might be familiar with. Played in the Premier League for a while, then went to China. Very talented player. There um, there's, so, some, um, there's so some talented players, but I think Denmark Denmark, is, is Denmark
0: overall is just one of those teams that you yeah. wouldn't think would be a pretty good to great team. They almost but made the Euro final. Yeah, exactly, I mean, they're they a very, very strong team. I think it's got to be France and Denmark. And let's go to Group E here, in my opinion, and I think you looking at all the groups here, guys, this one has to be the easiest one to lock in the whole World Cup. What do you guys think about that one?
3: The top two, I think, top are two, pretty yeah, easy, top two. But where two. when you, the the debate comes as to who of the two, yeah. obviously Germany and Spain are probably the runaway yeah. two best teams. But then again, I will mention this: in 2014, England, Italy, and Uruguay, and Uruguay all ended up in a group, and Costa Rica was the fourth team in that group. And I don't think there was a single soul in the entire world that thought Costa Rica would get out of the group. Not Costa only did Costa Rica beat, Rica, they beat Uruguay, not only 3-1. did they get out of that group, they topped that group. So it was it was a it was the biggest story. Costa Rica ended up going to the quarterfinals and they lost on penalties to the Netherlands. Um, and it was like the biggest success story in the World Cup. Um, so don't count out Costa Rica. They've still got Kaylor Navas, who obviously his real rise to fame went to Real Madrid after that World Cup. Um, and then Japan's got a talented squad too. So I don't think that either of those teams will roll over. Japan, of course, were um, gave Belgium all they could handle in 2018 um, before Belgium made that crazy comeback. Uh, so I, I do think that in the end, those two teams are the two best teams in the group. But don't count out a, sh- a shock. I think those are two of the teams that, if you saw that Germany and Spain were the top two teams, like those are two teams that could definitely in Japan and Costa Rica that you know they're just they're playing with house money. Yeah. They're just trying yep. to cause a shock.
0: Yep, we taking Germany one or Spain one.
3: I'll go Germany. I'm one. I'm taking Spain one. Ooh. yeah.
1: I think my age has agreed to rise on that one. I, I
3: think, think I, I can I'm okay with switching it. I think, I think Germany. Germany. Spain's a better we'll take, form. All right, we'll take yeah. okay. we'll take Spain 1,
0: uh Germany 2, group F. We have Belgium, the third place team, uh Canada, Croatia, which was the runner-up from the 2018 World Cup, and then Morocco. Uh this is an interesting group. I think that Belgium is the best team and that is my team. That's my favorite team. But Croatia Croatia's a good team.
2: I think Croatia wins that group. Hmm. I think Croatia's wow. better than Belgium. Um, Croatia did something that Belgium could never do, which was make the World Cup final. I think Croatia's midfield, it all starts with Luka Modric. Um, you can make an argument he's the best a top three midfielder in the game right now. I yeah. mean and especially only at, um, only
0: player to, to win the ball d'Or, door, not in Messi Ronaldo. Yeah, the I last mean so years.
2: I think and their nice defense state. has always been, I think, a strong suit. They have some fantastic strikers um, up top. So I think they take the top spot. I think Belgium, just because they're playing Canada and Morocco, they'll take the, the, the second spot because I know Canada, we've been here and they've got some young talent, I think. But You ever, I think heard, I, of, you uh, ever heard
0: of Kevin De Bruyne?
2: Have you ever heard of Luka Modric? Fair and Thibaut Courtois, who I think that was might the be the man best. of the
0: match in the – that might be one of the best Champions games in the League world Final. i
3: think i think that's the best matchup in the world in terms of midfielders when you've got two probably the best three or four midfielders in the whole game don't uh, don't sleep on Canada. Jonathan David is one of the better strikers the in the World Cup. Um, he is very talented, and Alfonso Davies did limp off injured against yeah, uh, injured. a couple uh, like a week or so ago. He's a I think he's a doubt. Hopefully he plays. Uh, it Would be better for the World Cup if he does. Um, but Canada is definitely a, a nation on the rise in terms of soccer. We've seen it with Davies and and David both. You know, making their strides at Lille and Bayern Munich respectively. So. Yeah, Canada. You if they can if they can beat one of those two teams, they'll have a shot. So I mean.
0: you what's your one and two here?
3: It's Belgium Croatia for me, All I right. think You taking Croatia
0: I've got, belgium I've
2: got Croatia Belgium.
0: Yeah. Any opinions over here?
1: Not from here, no. I mean, I agree, so. All
0: <laughs> right. Well, we'll we'll give it to you, guys. Croatia Belgium. Group G here, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, and my pick for World Cup champion, Brazil.
3: Brazil couldn't ask for a better group for Brazil yeah this is, a yeah, this is, this is an absolute cakewalk I mean,
0: this is what they need for Brazil um what's the two team here my my opinion I'm going Switzerland I'm gonna, go they, yeah, I'm
3: gonna go Serbia they they're good I mean they've got a uh, Mitrovic they've still got um they got uh, Milinkovic Savage from Lazio um Handanovic is their goalkeeper I believe um they've got they've got some talent there's some there's some good players and while Switzerland, you know, I, <laughs> there's there's they got Chaka in Switzerland, the middle of the park. Yeah. They've got, um, I think they still have the Rodriguez guy out wide. Yeah, Shaqiri is kind of past his prime, but I feel like they probably Jock is playing, playing well. him. Though. They've got uh, Zakaria from Chelsea, I think. Yep. Is he still there? Yeah. Um. So there's talent. I I think that it'll probably end up coming down to whoever wins the, the head-to-head game between yep. those two. Cameroon. While you know they have they've made some shocks in the past at the World Cup. They've I don't see them beating any of these three teams
0: all right let's give to serbia here last group before the knockout round portugal ghana south korea and uruguay this is an interesting one because portugal has not been in phenomenal form in terms of international games as of recently and uruguay has a lot of talent uh albeit it's a lot uh, older at the forward position but they've got some young guys federico valverde and whatnot what are you guys thoughts on this group interesting one
2: you know, I think, it, it, to me, this is one of the groups where you don't have a clear-cut winner. I'm not going to lie. I know we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal a lot, but they're not this this super team that Messi has at Argentina, I, don't, I, that I think. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give the nod to Portugal just because they have Cristiano Ronaldo and he is a top-two player in the world. But I think it's going to be a—I a, can definitely see this being a group where Portugal ends up with seven points and— Uruguay ends up with six points. I, um, I'm going to take Portugal and Uruguay, one and two.
0: What about Let's you, start. Ethan? Um, my thing is it's like I, I want to pick Portugal because I want – Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't think you mentioned Uruguay. I'm mentioning uh, my boy Darwin. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess for, for, uh, for all contexts, this podcast, I'm a Liverpool fan, and um, Darwin Nunez has been in great form. For Liverpool. He's been banging in the goals recently, and he's heading to the World Cup on good form. And like Darius mentioned, there is some some older talent up front. They've still got Luis Suarez. This is most likely Edison his final Cavani. his final World Cup. Same with Cavani. Both of those guys are, you know, in the twilights of their careers, but both of them have shined uh, at the World Cup in the past. Uh, some for the maybe the wrong some reasons, for the wrong reasons. And, in the case of Luis Suarez. Of <laughs> so I mean, look, it, with Uruguay, it's when you've got guys like Valverde and Nunez and. Um, Arajo. Arajo as well. Yeah, so th- there's talent there. I-, I think I'd still give it to Portugal. I think it's a little bit more complete. Don't count out South Korea either. They've got uh, some good players, and the most, the one that everybody will jump to is Young Min Son, obviously of Spurs. Um, but I, I think that they've, they've got a shot as well. So I, I think this is probably the most balanced group in my opinion, um, and I think that this is the group you could probably make the best argument for any team to get yeah. out. Yeah. Except for maybe, I think Group B is the other group that you can make arguments for any team to get out. We didn't really talk about Iran and Group B, but um, they're also very talented and um, could easily beat USA. I was
0: reading else. some, apparently they've had like a, a golden generation yeah. or, or something with the past couple years. But let's go to the knockout round. Round of 16, we're going to start top left. The hometown boys, United States versus Netherlands.
3: i got to go with the Netherlands in that one. Yeah. I, I think Netherlands I, un- are a really un- good team. Unfortunately, I think for for the Americans, I think it would be a close game. I remember back in 2014 where Tim Howard stood on his head against uh, against Belgium, and I I was believing until the end.
2: Wasn't that a World Cup record like sixteen yeah, he, saves he, or something? Yeah, it was probably
3: one of the most unbelievable goalkeeper performances I have mm-hmm. ever seen. He kept them in that game single handedly, and the U.S. almost came back and got got a got an equalizer, but they couldn't quite get it done. So I, I'll give it to the Netherlands, but I think it'll be a very close game
0: argentina denmark Ar- i think Messi. argentina's walking Messi. Yeah. Yeah. all right interesting one spain belgium two european powerhouses what do you guys thought for a round of 16 game yeah wow
3: that's pretty good and then it, think about it, it with that it would be either spain uh belgium or germany belgium spain or germany yeah.
0: is is playing belgium if they win their group absolutely crazy for round of 16 game i'm taking spain here guys as a Belgian fan got family there visited. You're
2: using your brain. Good
0: yes, job. I'm, I'm taking Spain here. For wow. I'm Bel- going to take Belgium. No. I'm going
3: to go against you guys. I, I think... Uh, you seen Belgium's defense? I know that Belgium's defense is very Horrific. Bad. I know that it's awful. But they this is... Look, in terms of Belgium, this is their golden generation. They haven't won anything. No. With, when you think of the players that Belgium has in their squad and Couture. they haven't Courtois and De Bruyne, Goal and Lukaku. then De Bruyne, Lukaku, Hazard, who's obviously, you know, hasn't been as much the headlines when he was at Chelsea, Wietzel. he was phenomenal. Are those guys still in Axel their prime Vietzel, though? Kevin De Bruyne and Thibaut Dries Courtois. Yes. They're
2: both they're in their but like is Eden Hazard and Romelu Lukaku. I don't think well, we those can talk about Eden prime.
0: Hazard for hours, but I think Lukaku's still up there. He's got something left.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I I if you guys agree with Spain, I'll go Spain, but I think that might be one of the better games of the tournament. It, it definitely could be like mm. 3 or 4, I'm, you know.
0: I'm, I'm I'm taking Spain. I'm taking we'll Spain right now. Brazil, Uruguay. We got a uh, Central American, South Africa, or South American matchup here. I'm just gonna be honest. Brazil's rolling. I think Brazil's the best team. I don't
2: think Brazil's rolling, but I, I think they. I win. think Brazil's I, right. I think I'm gonna. Agree, I I'm it's gonna agree a good with Two-one win yeah. or an extra time or something. I think like Brazil that. wins. I'll
3: okay. say. I'll say right in the middle. I will say fairly. I'll say they'll win like two-one, okay. but it'll be comfortable. All right.
0: Mm. All right. Well, let's go to the other side here. England, Senegal. We've taken. Uh, taken. I'll take is it coming th- home? I'll
3: take the Three Lions. Taking yeah, the three uh, lines in this I one. I feel like I feel like they're gonna work out the funk at the World Cup. They have to. I mean, if they don't, they're gonna get knocked out. So the, bad. I mean, the,
0: we can go on about the so. d- squad decisions, but that's another thing. Yeah. France, Mexico, next game. I'm taking France. i yeah. gotcha. I mean, Mexico's t- it's it's gonna be what a seventh straight.
2: Seventh straight. We're Rock going pretty scratch.
3: Out. We're going pretty scratch here. I mean, going uh, I, scratch, I, think, but I think France wins, but. I was yeah, that that game
2: could be a penalty shootout. That could go to penalties. None I think them... we're overhyping France a little bit. The fact that Pogba's not there, don't I don't know uh, how much can you put on Kylian Mbappe. Um, I think Hugo Lloris. I said this to you they got over Ka... the summer. They got They Pogba and
3: they gain Kamavinga and Choumene, who are both f- phenomenal. Yeah. I don't so, know. I have more I...
2: faith in England right now than I do in France. That's All
0: right, what I'm let's guess. go That's Croatia Germany. You are right. We're kind of we're kind of hitting it. Uh, the favorites here, but I mean, some of these matchups are somewhat easy. Croatia, Germany. I might say Croatia on this one. What do you guys think?
3: Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Germany in a shootout. I think. Um, I think it'll be like one-one or something like that.
2: I'm gonna take Croatia. I think the Ger- Germany. They're in that transition of 2014 World Cup winners to the next young pool. So I think Croatia. T- yeah, uh, watch takes out. That watch
3: one. out for uh, Jamal Musiala at this for World real. Cup. A yeah. guy who's Portugal, really good at Bayern.
0: Portugal, Serbia. I'm taking CR7. Got to take, got to take yeah. Cristiano, take especially CR7. with all
3: the stuff that's been going on but with uh, <laughs> with him at United, uh, with the the interview and whatnot. It's I mean, been a a little wacky, but yeah. I feel like absolutely crazy. He's he's 37 years old. This is more likely than not his last yeah. international competition. I feel like he's gonna have to go out with a
0: bang. All right, quarterfinals, Netherlands Argentina,
3: rematch of the uh, 2014 yeah. semifinal. That was a great game too. Yeah.
0: I have to roll with Messi. I have to roll with Messi. Yeah. yeah. I feel
3: yep. like I feel like I'm gonna take Argentina, but not because of Messi. I think that um, when you look at the rest of Argentina's roster, it's more complete than it's been in the past. Like when yeah. you look at their World Cup roster in 2018, like remember they have they needed like a last second gasp to even get out of their group, and then you know they lost that heartbreaker to France. Um, I think that they're more complete this year in terms of defense, midfield, attack, um, and I think that they've got a real they got a real shot to. Um, to compete and uh, gimme give, give me Argentina in that game, but it'll be close again.
0: All right, we got Spain versus Brazil. That's gonna be a ph- That's phenomenal so tough. game. That's a tough one, but I'm I'm on the Brazil hype train. I think they've got the deepest squad in the entire in the entire tournament. I'm gonna agree. Yeah I'm, I'm gonna take Brazil. I'm rolling with Brazil. That sets up a phenomenal semifinal by the way. We'll be right back to that. England France. France. I'm taking France I'm taking England. I'm taking England. Eng- I'm on the England hype train right now. They
2: better do something do-, do something special in this World Cup. Uh, see, Not see, I think manager. I think
3: that there is two outcomes for England this World Cup. I don't think there's a middle ground. I think they either flame out completely, yeah. like either just sneak out of the group and like get like walloped by the Netherlands in the round of sixteen. Or they figure it out, and they could go on a run like Darius is talking about, like yeah. they did in the Euros where yeah. they came up a couple penalties if, short of one. If
2: they flame out,
0: Southgate might be gone.
3: Oh, I I, he is he 100% should be gone. should be
2: already.
0: All right, we'll, we'll give it. We'll give, All right, we'll play England. Germany-Portugal, I think this is where it ends for CR7, Am I like opinion. Like Germany-Portugal? Yeah, I think this is where it ends. I think the Germans move on. Yeah. I think the Germans are definitely a better squad. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'll go Germany.
0: I'm taking Germany. We got semifinals, probably the best game of the tournament. Copa America final rematch: Argentina versus Brazil to get to the World Cup
3: final. It's what I've seen predicted. Almost like I've every seen. bracket I've seen is that is that I think game it's in the semis. And um, yeah, I think Messi's dream dies here. I think it dies there. I uh, just i the the underrated story um, with all the headlines surrounding Messi Ronaldo is it might be Neymar's last World Cup too. Yeah, he's kind of hinted at potential international is- retirement. Uh he's, you know, on the wrong side of thirty now and he's been one of the best players in the world, but um Brazil is just so deep in so many spots. They're, yeah. I, I give me Brazil.
2: Give me Argentina. This guy. I'm taking Argentina. <laughs> this guy. Messi's
0: dream lives on. Dies. All right. Uh I'm taking Brazil. Sorry to rise. Okay. England Germany to go to the World Cup final.
3: another uh, uh, classic yeah. rivalry classic. going all the way back to the, the days of war. Yep. But um <laughs> sixty six it, it's been a rivalry really ever same. since, um, but uh, I'm gonna. I honestly think if, if England we're, if makes we're it this rolling with yeah, England, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna roll with England. If they right. I feel like if they're clicking on all cylinders, like the rise is having them click, I think that yeah, I think that they they beat Germany. Uh, like you said, they're a team in transition a little bit. I think that uh, I think England can win that game. It's
2: now or never for England. Yeah, the the same international thing about stage. the Browns, Ethan. <laughs> Well, Brazil first saying that for years. <laughs>
0: Brazil versus England World Cup final who's taken it at home in Qatar in 2022. And why is it Brazil?
3: England gets heartbroken again. Again. Why is it Brazil?
0: Dryas, come on.
2: England, I'm taking England. Give it hey, to me. Hey, you know <laughs> I, I give give him so him so admire him for dreaded. wanting I'm to I, be different. I, I'm with Shane. I admire him, him for, for wanting to be different. To the guns. Harry
0: Kane's that guy, man.
3: Harry Kane is I think could be the the golden boot winner. Exactly. Um, Harry Kane's that guy I, I, if I your think front three is their Vinicius, is not great.
0: Neymar, and Gabriel Jesus, poof, good luck. Good luck.
3: Still can't believe Firmino wasn't on the plane. That's disappointing. I nah. agree.
0: And that was our 2022 Qatar World Cup preview. Let's move on, gentlemen. Professional sports. Come back to America here. First note. On our NFL f- segment, the Cleveland Browns season is officially over. Wow. Darius Wait, to- God. officially, officially? God. Officially, officially. <laughs> Darius, you told me that yesterday when uh. we were having lunch. You said it's officially over. It so is. I just I just want to, okay. let to okay. have the public here.
2: Hear what? Speech. They, Speech. Lo- they got blown Speech. out. What do you want me Speech. to do? Speech. What do you want me to do at this uh. point? They conceded 39 points. You want me to get up here and sing a song and dance about how they scored 17 <laughs> I mean points? Could. Come on. The season's over. We knew this. I knew this after... Uh, when they play well, the last the before the the, Fal- the Falcons Bengals. game should
3: have been uh, the that's r- when the I real indicator. It. Okay,
2: it's it's over. How about you just want me to not say it's over? You no, no, want me to say it's over? It's over. We got it. Got it. So, we got them guys. <laughs> the Browns do beat the Bengals on on. Uh, no, I right, right, right. I'm there. The Browns, all right,
3: we're moving on. Browns are winning that game. See, I think that um Caleb may have misconstrued me as being a Browns fan. No, I thought you were. No, you're a Bengals. fan. No, I know, but like when you like said that, it kind of like made it sort of seem like a Browns fan. I'm a Bengals fan through and through. And shout out for the Bengals for losing that game because it kept Joe Woods in a job. So (laughs) shout out to us for that. (laughs) He's sticking around for the rest of the season just because of that game. So that's how I'm spinning that... Awful, abysmal Beautiful. Bengals loss. As yeah, we 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 screwed the Browns. Season. Joe Burrow just can't get it done Good against job. the Browns. <laughs> I don't care if Joe Burrow can't get we... it done against the Browns because Joe Woods can't get it done against anybody else. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been uh, <laughs> over the past month,
0: month and a half, two months. We've been uh, talking bad about uh, Darius's team over here, but let's let's go to our right. Yeah, uh, yeah,
4: yeah, finally it happened. Over. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Right.
0: Philadelphia Eagles lose the game to the Commanders. Let's hear from the fan himself.
4: Yeah, yeah. So we never thought this day would come. Just kidding. We did. Um, no matter how many times, no matter how many times anyone wanted to say to me, uh, the Eagles are not going 17 and 0. I believed that they were not going to because I knew it would happen eventually. God, I didn't think it was going to be against the Commanders in that fashion. So I'm gonna try and not explode. This is gonna be fun. Um, first of all, I'm gonna get it out of the way. Serious ref ball. Enough said. Missed a blatant face mask while the ref was staring right at Dallas Goddard as he got face mask. Dallas Goddard fumbles. No penalty overturns the fumble. Dumb. <laughs> um, the roughing penalty at the end of the game to seal the game for Washington was dumb. Brandon Graham, what's he supposed to do there? Um, he doesn't have time to pull up to not hit Heineke. So take that as you will. I think that it is kind of a dumb penalty overall just because there's not much he can do there um but god this team and i've seen a lot of things on twitter and you guys may agree differently i've seen a lot on twitter where people want to sit and blame jalen hurts if there's anyone's fault this game is not it is jalen hurts he threw one pick and you could be like well he threw a pick and that turned the tide of the game it was in a.j brown's hands it was a unlucky pick it was a great play by the defender it was in a.j brown's hands he just stole it from him um Dallas Goddard had a fumble because of a face mask, and he had a shoulder injury, so he dropped the ball. Um, the Quez Watkins fumble was a beautiful pass by Jalen Hurts. Quez Watkins wide open. He fumbled the ball. Um, this defense, I didn't really expect them to collapse as much as they did, especially against the run, but they miss having Jordan Davis. The yards per like per rush um, when Jordan Davis is on and off the field is astounding. He, halves, he about halves the yards. Um, per rush when he's on the field it is So nuts.
0: I've so I've got a question um kind of going off last night's game. Um Taylor Heineke is ten and nine in his starts for the Washington Commanders. Is Taylor Heineke legit?
2: I mean he's five hundred. Can you call a yeah. guy who's five hundred yeah, legit? But think
0: of their quarterback carousel over the past four or five years. If
2: you want to go by, like, Washington standards, Then, sure. yes, he is.
0: But, overall, but like, oh, yeah. overall, nah. He, I mean, he, what? He gave, what was that, two years ago, he gave Brady a run for his money he get, in the, in the, the same game.
4: In the same season, he beat the 11-0 undefeated Steelers and gave Tom Brady a run for his money in the playoffs. Almost won the game. Almost won that game. Um, I wouldn't say he's legit. He's certainly, I'm going to say this right now, he's better than Carson Wentz. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Carson Wentz. He basically led my Eagles to a Super Bowl. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. But Heineke is better than Wentz. I've seen a lot of people who are like, "What would happen to this Washington team if they started Heineke over Wentz and never had Wentz? Um, they could, we could be talking maybe the single best division in football, possibly. Um, I'd say no, though. Or okay, all right, I,
0: yeah, that I might might be a little too soon. But let's talk about these. Bills versus Vikings, arguably game of the year, guys. I know a lot of you guys watched it. Chain, Vi- uh, you weren't here last week, but um, he what, said...
2: Wait, what, we should get Sargent's take on I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. You're I feel good. like we should get Ethan's your take, take on this. Your take. Oof. Go ahead. Who's the best so, team in the NFC?
3: Dude, I think it's 1A, 1B, Eagles and Vikings. I, I, I don't think yeah you can go back to the week two game and you can say that the vikings dismantled primetime kirk which is primetime kirk we can have that discussion another time i think the vikings have clearly proved themselves to be a, a massive super bowl contender and like the bills are the bills they've been the team that are probably the betting favorites probably still the betting favorites to win the super bowl they're Talented in all spots. Yeah, they've had injuries in the secondary, but they're still so talented in so many different positions. And not only did Minnesota go on the road and beat them in wild fashion. I mean, we could we could spend the whole hour of this podcast talking about yeah. how wild that game was. But that that take that win takes guts. Like, uh, that Jefferson catch on Weekend, again, another thing we talked for an hour about how unreal it was. Yeah, like, possibly. Um, decades. Yeah, yes. possibly. I think you can make arguments better than Odell's. Um, mm-hmm. that catch is unreal. Then you go down fourth and goal. Dalvin Cook drops the ball offside, so you do it all again. They don't get the sneak, which I I hate when quarterbacks do that. Just do the old Drew Brees, right, where he just Drew Brees would take the ball and he'd reach mm-hmm. it over and he just pull it back. That's a touchdown. That's all you got to do on those. As long as you get it to the goal line before it gets, you know, if a defender tries to whack it out or anything like that, as long as you get it to the goal line, you're good. Once it touches the goal line, yeah. it's a touchdown. So I don't understand why more quarterbacks don't do that. Um, But then, yeah, you don't get it, and then, oh, my goodness. I mean, literally the Bills need one snap. As long as that snap went right and they pushed forward, they can take a knee and win the game. And it doesn't go right, and then obviously overtime happens. By the way, that Gabe Davis was not a catch, in my opinion. I don't think that's a catch. And I think if Minnesota loses that game, they have every right to be annoyed at the NFL. Um, Obviously, it's not going to matter that much in the end. But I, I think it's an unbelievable football game. Probably, probably the game of the year. I mean, we've had so many unreal games already, and we're not—we're at like the halfway point of the season. I mean, I think back to Bengals Steelers Week One. That game was unbelievable. You think back to some of the games I we, that are probably less football games, but more comedy acts uh, <laughs> during the middle of the year. The mm-hmm. yeah. Broncos Colts game, Broncos Anything. versus anybody. <laughs> yeah. um, Commanders Bears game was pretty funny as well mm-hmm. in that awfulness but I just think it was a, it was a phenomenal football game especially to watch from just a new a neutral perspective be like wow what a what a great game so yeah I think the Vikings are contenders I think they're yeah. right up there with Philly I think we, they, we could easily see those teams play each other again for the NFC title I in a few honestly
4: weeks. I think we've kind of learned through these past couple weeks the Bills are their own worst enemy like they kill themselves and yeah like I've said they have a lot of injuries and it, especially not having Tredavious White, it was hard for them to keep yeah. up with Justin Jefferson. But they're just their worst, own worst enemy. Like, they beat themselves up. The secondary is, is a struggle, too. And they've mm-hmm. got
3: Poyer, who's been out. Hyde is already out for the year. I yeah. mean, that was supposed to be like a top like three safety duo in football. And then you lose out on that. I still think Buffalo will be fine. I think they'll win that division still, yeah. even though Miami's played very it's, well.
0: It's definitely so. a um, competitive division, for sure. Game of the year, for sure uh in the nfl this past week but let's go to deal or no deal now to wrap up the show real quick one person comes up with a bunch of statements that either make sense deal or overreaction no deal got four of them for you today ohio basketball competes words competes not wins with michigan
2: i'll take a deal on that one i think dwight wilson um yeah i had the chance to interview him this past friday he is massive um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he is—he's a huge guy. It's a beast, um, and I think he's—he's—he's he's, he's proven himself. I think the Bobcats make it competitive. What do you think, Ethan?
3: Uh, yeah, give me deal. Why not? I think that they're uh, right there.
1: I'll say deal because you say compete. <laughs> yeah. I don't
3: think they'll I, win. I, no. I, I, I made, made that mistake a couple deal. weeks ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> you say compete, I'm taking <laughs> deal. <laughs> All right,
0: uh, just talk about this one a little bit. Uh, but this one's just a straight up yes or no. Minnesota Vikings will be the NFC team in the Super Bowl
2: yes skull Vikings that's how we do it the Vikings are the best team in the NFC I challenge anyone to get, find me a better running back and a better receiver in the NFC compared to the when you compare the Eagles and the
0: Vikings right now all right we talked we talked about that one I think Shane's gonna disagree with you on uh, that I'm one. gonna
3: I'm gonna say no yeah uh, Primetime Kirk
0: that's yeah <laughs> Primetime Kirk Team USA shocks the world beats England on November 25th is it crazy?
3: <laughs> Yes, I think it's crazy. No, I don't think it's crazy. I think really? it happens. You oh, think it yeah. happens. Oh, really? yeah. Wow. That's England does not. Uh, England doesn't That's scare bold. me. I I think that I think the USA can absolutely do it if Bar- Berhalter sets up the team correctly and they play with their best talent, their best foot forward. I think the USA can can hang with most teams in this World Cup, yeah. not just England.
4: I but think that.
0: Thing is, I don't have faith that he's going to do that.
4: That is the, yeah. that, is the is, that is the that is that is the question. And it depends on how much England is cleaned up or not.
0: It also depends on that if they Good can point. figure out their issues. All right. Last one here before we start to wrap on the show. Lionel Messi fortifies his GOAT status. Argentina wins the World Cup. Talked about that one, but anybody anybody disagree? Ethan? I'm
3: going to say yes to fortifies the GOAT status, but no to win the World Cup.
2: It's just hard because we've talked about so many great teams, Brazil, Germany, Belgium, Spain. I mean, it's just you can't just put Argentina as the clear-cut yeah. favorite. Mm.
0: Maybe a little too soon on that one. OU player and game of the week. Player of the week. Got to be Caitlin O'Farrell. Had a big outing against Ball State. Game of the Week. Talked it uh, a lot on this show, OU Basketball versus Michigan, Sunday, November 20th. And that was...
2: Dariah Sefno.
0: Ethan Sargent. The one and
4: only Caleb McClellan. James I'm
0: your host, Alex McCalick. Taylor Burnett is our technical assistant, and Caleb McCluskey is now our editor for Sportsbeat. Beat. Ethan, thank you for coming on. I had a pleasure. I had a great time discussing World we'll Cup with you. Appreciate the opportunity. You can catch us on Thursdays at nine at WB thirteen forty AM online at wb.org/listen. Listen to Spotify, SoundCloud. Thank you for listening, everyone. This has been Sports Beat.